Thank you for joining us. God created our physical bodies in His own image, perfectly formed and adaptable to life on earth. Then came sin, and though we didn't deserve it, our loving God created spiritual bodies redeemable by the shed blood of His only begotten Son and available to us when we freely submit to His will. At the point of conversion, we become members of the family of God. In other words, we embody the anatomy of the Lord's church. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander leads us on this edifying spiritual journey. What is prayer? Prayer is simply is talking and communing with God. It is talking and communing with God with reverence and humility. Uh, God requires that we pray and seek his face. It is required. It is not optional. Uh, Believers are to pray about everything. There's nothing too little to pray about, nothing too large to pray about. You to pray about everything. You ought to pray morning, noon, night, in between, being confident that God hears and he answers prayer. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says wait. Through prayer, God's children speak to him. Through prayer, God's children call upon him. Through prayer, God's children cry out to him. The early church prayed with power. They prayed with power. You say, where is that? Well, look at the book of Acts. You'll see the early church praying. Some powerful praying going on in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, which says, I looked, and when they had prayed, Collectively, they collectively prayed. They prayed. The early church prayed. The place where they were assembled together, they, they, they were in the same place in the unity of the spirit together assembled and the place was shaken. What if our prayers so moved God that the Maranatha facility would rumble as if it was having an earthquake because of the power of prayer unleashed among the saints in this building. We'd probably shock, maybe be a few heart attacks and we need paramedics. <laughs> prayer, prayer, prayer. It prayer shakes up things. Uh, uh, they were similar together and, and when they were praying, the, the place was shaken. Prayer shakes things up. When you move God, God moves and he shakes things up. Prayer breaks up some stuff. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit got a hold to them. They were controlled by the Spirit. They were under they were under the authority of the Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. It enabled them. To to speak and to do ministry in the power of boldness in the spirit. They were not wimpy. They were not afraid. You know, they could stand. They knew back then that the church was essential. I'm not so sure today that believers in the midst of this virus realize truly that the church is essential. I want you to repeat after me because you have probably haven't said it yet. Repeat after me as loud as you can through those masks. The church is essential to the glory of God. 
Say it a little bit louder. The church is essential to the glory of God. Well, the bars are open. Oh, and then when they were closed, they had drive through services and the line. You couldn't you couldn't count the cars around the line. The, the marijuana house, you know, they don't call it marijuana now. They got, I forget that little cute name. They come with little cute names. What's CBD, DBCD, they put a little alphabets on it, you know, to soften it. It's marijuana. Okay. <laughs> oh, those places are uh, 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 full of people. And you know, they say, it's essential. It's essential. Isn't that amazing? The drugstore is essential. H-E-B is essential. Costco is essential. Uh, SeaWorld is essential. Here, also, but the church, <laughs> uh, we'll come when we think about it. I'm talking about even pastors that go months. Maybe some of them may not open, to, open up the next year. What about a sinner that comes and knock on the door? Can they even get in? Can the church door let in a sinner? The bars will let them in. Oh, the strip, the strip clubs will let them in. Oh, yeah. They'll let will the church let sinners in? Oh, this is not popular. The church is essential. As a matter of fact, I declare to you today, it's the most essential business on earth. Now, I ought to get a big amen on that if I ever. It's the, <laughs> it's the most. It's so essential that God started it. He established it. He commissioned it. And even today, people have tried to destroy the church, burn the buildings down, burn the Bibles. They try to persecute the church. And yet the church is still here. You put the church in jail as one unit and they come out as 15. You can't stop what God has inaugurated. The church, I declare to you today, is absolutely, positively essential, you folk. <laughs> and you need to tell people that. It's essential. It's very essential. And, and wow. So, and they spoke with the word of God with boldness. What makes prayer so powerful is that it defeats Satan's devilish agenda against believers. Don't you know Satan have a destructive, devilish agenda against you and me? And his purpose is to wipe us out, to deceive us, to confuse us, to mess us up, to destroy our legacy, destroy our posterity, to destroy our reputation. He wants to destroy your health. Satan don't just not like you. Satan, he, he hates you. Sadly, in many churches, prayer is not priority. You have a prayer meeting, you can count them. Two, four, six, eight, ten. <laughs> you know, instead of focusing on prayer, most churches focus on concerts and drama presentations they focus on entertainment and social events. They like their potlucks and their banquets. Nothing wrong with these things, but that's not the purpose of the church. They focus on their Starbucks coffee, their sports and their traditions. 
Oh, they focus on their technology and sensationalism. Uh, They focus on self-help and feel-good messages, and they really focus on their politics. That's why I don't talk politics in the pulpit unless I'm preaching from a biblical perspective so you can get some spiritual insight on it. But if you wait on me to talk about politics every day, you hear enough of that 24-7 in the world. I don't need to pile on. That's enough of that. We get drunk on politics. Politics will not change anyone's heart. Now, it'll make you mad. It'll make you angry. But it's not going to fix you. Do I have an amen? I don't want a political message. I don't want a political correct message. God didn't raise me up to dispense his gospel, to sweeten the gospel, to soften it down, to water it down, to to make it politically correct. I want to be biblically correct as best I can. Beloved, prayer is essential and must be priority to have a strong, healthy, well-balanced church. Now, let's see how far I can go now. Let's transition now. I'm just having such a good time. I love preaching. I love preaching. And I hope you love listening to it. If you don't, you're in trouble. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are the various kinds of prayers? You know, it's, there are various kinds. And I said this a long time ago, but I, I can't say the same thing the same way. So let me reintroduce some of this from way back yonder when and then add some other insights therein. What are some of the various kinds of prayers? This is not necessarily in order, but I just give them to you. You have prayers of adoration, prayers prayers that adore God, prayers that exalt God, esteem God, glorify God, honors God, lift up the name of Jesus. A prayer of adoration is found in Psalms 145, verses 1 through 10. I was just getting happy as I was preparing the message days ago. It says in Psalms 145, 1 through 10, I will exalt you. Won't you what if you were praying like this? Put yourself and say, you ought to put your name there, your name there, and my name. You know, let me just show how that would go if I was just putting my name. You ought to put your name there. Randall will exalt you. My God, the King, Randall will praise your name forever and ever. Okay? Y'all hanging with me? Y'all ready? Y'all hanging with me? Okay, now every time you see I or me, you put your name. I want you to say your name as loud as you can. Let's start again, Psalm 145, verse 10, to adore God in our prayers. Okay? Okay. Ready? Randa will exalt you, Randa's God, the king. Randa will praise your name forever and ever. Every day, Randa will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Some of y'all scared to scare. It's getting scary, huh? <laughs> Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness is no, is no one can fathom. Uh, one generation commends your work. You don't have to read every word. Just when it gets to those uh, personal pronouns, your work to one another, they tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and say your name. Randa will meditate on your wonderful works 
They tell of the power of your awesome works and Rander will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Look, look at these attributes of God. Here the attributes of God is being elevated and acknowledged and extolled and extinct. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all. He, he has made all your works. Praise you, Lord your faithful people extol you. When you personalize it, it even takes on a whole different uh, impact and meaning when you put your names in there. What about praying like that? What about praying the scriptures? Praying the scriptures is one of the most powerful ways you can pray. So, so my brothers and sisters, please, in the name of Jesus, Pray prayers of adoration. Then here's another one. Let's, uh, prayers of thanksgiving and blessings. Prayers of thanksgiving and blessings. We don't, we're not going to participate on this that way, but for the sake of time. Uh, but this is another kind of prayer as found in Psalms 107 verses 1 and 2 verses, and verses 6 through 9. It says, I give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemer of the Lord tell their story. Those who redeem, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He, God, led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Prayers of thanksgiving and blessings. Thanking God for salvation in that passage. Thanking God that you're redeemed. Thanking God for your story, your testimony. Thanking God for, for delivering you from your enemies and on and on and go. Thanksgiving and blessings. Then the next one is prayers of intercession. Prayers of intercession is so critical in the life of the church. It's so critical. Oh, I got, I, I got in this prayer and I got happy. I got happy. I started rejoicing. Now, the prayers of intercession is so, is so critical to the life of the church. I, I've been praying for certain members as they come to mind all week. And I hope you'll be praying for me. We'll be praying for one another. Here's what we're going to do. You probably haven't looked at it from this perspective. We're going to look at the greatest intercessory prayer in Scripture. You say, really? Yes, really. John chapter 17. I'm just going to read a portion of it for the sake of time. But I wish I had time to just read it all. John chapter 17, verses 6 through 15. Why do you say it's the greatest illustration of intercessory prayer? We have the greatest example of intercessory prayer here because this prayer is prayed by our Lord for his children. So if you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer, <laughs> listen to Jesus pray for us. He was praying for us long before we were born. We were on his mind. Look at verse six. Jesus is praying for his church. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. 
They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you. Look at that. I like that. They knew with certainty that I came from you. Do you know that Jesus came from God? God, God sent him. And they believe that you sent me. You know, a whole lot of people. I don't believe God sent Jesus in the world to save people. But they, who's the they? That's us. Believe. Look. And they believe that you sent me. Look what Jesus is saying in this intercessory prayer before the Father. I pray for them. I pray for them. You to pray for me. I to pray for you. You know, if you pray for me, you can't gossip about me. I can't gossip about you. I can't stab you in the back. I, I can't slander you. Why? Because I'm praying for you. I am not praying for the world. <laughs> but for those you have given me, for they are yours. Verse 10, all I have is yours and all you have is mine. Look at that. I like this part. You say, well, you say, you say that on every phrase. I can't help it because I like it all. I, I look, look at this next phrase. And glory has come to me through them. <laughs> and glory has come to me through them. In other words, we're about giving God glory and enjoying him forever. And everything we do is for the glory and honor of God. You eat is for the glory of God. Your children is for the glory of God. Your grandchildren is for the glory of God. Your clothes is to be worn for the glory of God. What you put on your body uh, ought to be done for the glory of God. What you don't put on your body ought to be done for the glory of God. How you behave yourself is, is for the glory of God. Everything, everything. And glory has come to me through them. And I remain in the world no longer. Why is he saying that? He's about, to, he's about to go home to the Father. But they are still in the world. And we are to this day, aren't we? Aren't we still in the world? And I am coming to you. Where is he going? He's going to heaven. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. Now, you know, son, I'm going to get happy there because there's power in the name of Jesus. Anybody know about that name? There's power in the name of Jesus. And instead of talking so much about COVID-19, you ought to be lifting up the name of Jesus. There's something about that name of Jesus that'll make me shout. That make me thankful. The name lift my spirit, lift depression, give me direction. The name protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me. Name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. His name, his name is Emmanuel. His name shall be called Jesus so that they may be one as we are one. Stop right there. He, he intercedes, Lord, it's my prayer that they be one 
Because I know what Satan wants to do. He wants to divide and conquer. He wants to he wants them to get all mad about the song too slow, the song too fast. Why do I have to wear a mask? Why do I not? I might catch something. You, you just get mad over everything. Why, why is she leading the song? Now she's leading and she's singing off key. You know, we get mad about everything. So that they may be one as we are one. Verse 12. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. Who is that? That's Judas. That's Judas. Now, God knew what he would do in eternity past, but the choice Judas made was his own real choice. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one in the world. You need to take your time and read that whole 17th chapter of Judges. Now that actually is my, my friend, that is the Lord's prayer. Now we get it confused. We think over in Matthew 6, that's the Lord's prayer when they say, Lord, teach us to pray. And he says, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That, that's not the Lord's prayer. He, he's laying out a pattern for prayer. That's the disciples prayer. But actually this is the Lord's prayer. I want to go even further so bad, but I, I, I'll start with the prayers of confession next time to the glory. And all God's children said, and Father, we thank you for the word. Ooh, God, if we take, apply, and implement the word of the living God, We'll be like the early church and turn this world upside down. Help us, oh God. Help us to to love you with all our hearts. To execute the word. Father, this is all we have is the book of life. There is no other book. There is no, no, no other name. And you called us to declare and dispense it. Teach us to pray. Help us to know that we are in the world, but we're not of it. And everything we do is for your glory. In Jesus name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. If you're here today and you know not the Lord Jesus Christ. I preach my heart out. I'm out of breath from preaching. Preaching is hard work. You have to study. You just don't conjure up a message like this. It has to be developed. It has to be worked. It has to be prayed over, thought about. We got so much to be thankful for. Church is essential. God wants us to rise. He wants us to shine. And he wants us to give God the glory.
But you can't do that if you're living in fear, if you're worried, if you're confused, if you're just scared of stats and what the media is saying and what, what the text is saying, what Facebook is saying and what the Twitter account is saying and TikTok clock is saying. You got so many platforms out there. When are you going to get tired of yourself? Tired enough to do something about it. Oh, I'm not just, oh, you looking by Facebook and YouTube and platform. I'm not just talking about the folk in person. I'm talking about you too. You heard this message and God holds you accountable. My question to you, even out there, do you know Jesus? The name that is above every name. Or are you sitting there pouting and mad about the wrong stuff and you're missing your joy and your God moment in your season? If you knew out there, if this was your last day on earth, how would you act today? What would you say today? How would you respond as well as those in person? The Bible says, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. The Bible says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is no other name under heaven given by men where they can be saved except the name Jesus. You come today and say, I want Jesus if you are watching on a social media platform, you can call us 210-821-5683 or www.maranathasa.org or 7855 East Loop 1604, Converse 78109. Get in touch with us and we'll lead you to Jesus. Let us commit ourselves foremost to all aspects of the anatomy of the Lord's church. As we grow step by step in the word of God, steadfastly apply his commandments to our lives and obediently walk by faith and not by sight until the day of his appearing. We will experience the blessings of God. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.